Welcome to another message from C3 Mumbai. Coming up. What we all are now, as we follow him, who is our leader, is we all become priests. Who for? One another and who else? You work on behalf of those who are yet to come. Just like Jesus did. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 through to 10. And this is the word that was preached to you. Now, I'm just going to kneel because you know what, as I read this, I read this as a broken pastor and a broken man. And I know that I don't necessarily get this right all the time, what I'm about to read you. But I have a God who loves me, who gave his life for me, who welcomes me to the cross at all times, who forgives me as I come repentantly before him. Therefore, rid yourself of all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies, it wasn't Ephesians, it was Peter. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that, you, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Now that you've tasted that the Lord is good. See, a lot of people, they get the taste, right? And they just want to keep the taste. They want to keep the taste. They're like, oh, I love the taste of God, you know, it tastes good. <laughs> now that you've tasted, it's time to mature. that we need to rid ourselves of. Oh, is, is that legalism? No. See, we follow God. We follow a king who has made a way for us to follow. That is the gospel. The gospel is the way has been made that could not be made. And now we follow. We follow in step with the Spirit. We say, not my will be done, but thy will be done. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as in heaven. You can repeat the prayer after me if you want to. You know it, right? But it's about your will. No, it's not. It's about his will. We give up our wills when we start to follow. And some of the things that will show up as immaturity, as we walk, will be things like this that are listed here. Malice. This hateful speech. That's all it is. How easily does that come off our tongues? I struggle with this, guys. I struggle with this. How easily does malice? 
all deceit. All deceit is deceit is an interesting choice of words because you know deceit is not necessarily lying, but it's making a person believe a certain thing about yourself when really it's another thing. Governments and 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 and, and nations and 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 people in diplomatic kind of areas are very clever at deceit. They've made it look like one thing is happening, yet they're doing another. The Bible tells us to rid ourselves of that. You know, you, some of us may have thought that it's okay to deceive as long as you're not lying. No, it's, it's not okay to deceive. Because you know what? When trust is broken, when people thought you loved them, and then they realize you don't, you break trust. And that's not how we treat each other or treat people. We rid ourselves of deceit. That's a big one because I think in, in and for what I've, for what I've seen so far of, of a learner of, of cultures, one of the, one of the things that, that, that happens a lot over here is deceit. You can disagree with me, we can talk about it later if you like, but what I've seen so far in business is someone will shake your hand, smile, and a glint will come off their teeth while behind the, your back they are ripping you off tender and dry. <laughs> Very good. That's why we have one of the biggest industries in the world called Bollywood. Good actors. But the church needs to look different. The church needs to look different. Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. That when a new person comes in and sees that you're a follower of Christ, you know, and they're like, oh, there's a follower of Christ, and then all of a sudden they realize, hold on a second, but they're doing stuff that looks like what the world does. It's like, hello, that's hypocrisy, that's immaturity. We've got to grow out of that. Slander of every kind. And here's, here, is, here is what we are to look for. Like newborn babies, crave, crave that spiritual milk. Here's where you'll find the answer to all of these things. See, as I knelt before you as a pastor, I know that as I struggle with these things, what gets me out of it, what breaks me from it, what stops me from that path is, is just getting before my knees before God and being repentant. You're saying, God, oh man. I'm failing in this area right now. God, I'm failing in this area. Jesus, I need you. I crave for you. I, I press into your presence. I thank you for the cross. I thank you for what you've done for me. And we begin to crave and we begin to build up that expectation. There is a choice that you have to make. There is a choice. And it goes on. As you come to him, the living stone rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to Him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. Wow. So as you come to Him, Jesus, the living stone, we come to Him, Jesus, the living stone, rejected by humans, <laughs> but chosen by God, there's some people in this room who have been rejected by humans. Rejected by daddies and mummies, like Marianne was saying today. 
They know what rejection tastes like, but chosen by God. Someone needs to hear that. You're chosen by God. And precious to Him. You also, like living stone, like living stones are being built into a spiritual house. What? The church is the only institution where you'll find that our path with God and our walk with Him means that we are stuck together with others. <laughs> it's not an individualistic expedition. It's not a, it's not a, a sort of a navel-gazing what-is-life kind of experiment where we kind of think about the big questions of life for days on the mountaintops. It's not that. When we accept Christ, we get built together. And this is, this is really difficult because, because all of a sudden you're accountable to the person next to you. All of, all of a sudden, if you spend enough time with the people in this room, just this room, we went away for maybe three weeks, four weeks. It would be fun at, at the start. We, let's, let's, uh, if I had enough money to pay for us all to go to Florida for a month, I said, all right, everyone that came to church today, uh, you're so lucky that you came because I'm going to pay for a month for us to go and spend in Disneyland and we're just going to, we're going to spend two weeks in Disneyland, any rides you want. I'm going to, but every night we come together and we talk and we discuss. I'm telling you something. By the end of the month, there will be people in this room that absolutely hate each other. Okay? You know why? Because she said that and he said that and they did this and they said they would do this and they didn't and oh look at them and look at me and how good am I and how bad are they and all of those sorts of things will start to happen. Right? You know what those things are? They're opportunities for you to, to grow into maturity. But what tends to happen is we come to places like this and we go, oh, hold on a second. I'm going to give this group here, this church, so much of myself, but I'm going to keep the rest of it. It's unbiblical and unspiritual. You won't grow. You'll stunt yourself and what God has for you. You aren't meant to hold back from this community. You aren't meant to. And the thing is, is when you don't, and that behavior comes out when you're like, shout at someone, okay? Or when you constantly not answering phone calls or when there's that person that's just irritating you then there's you know we need to do this we need to do that you're like I don't want to do this I don't want to do that and you and, and there's that edginess that happens all of a sudden we get to know who the real you is <laughs> you know one of the things that have has been uh, tough for me as a pastor planning this church is that I'm an introvert and uh what introverts basically are, are like, they basically, I love you, I'm just going to say this, okay, I love you, but I'm an introvert, which means sometimes I don't want to see your face. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Any introverts in the room that can just uh, kind of, yeah, yeah okay, we've got a few. All right, I love you, you're awesome, but sometimes I just don't want to see your face. <laughs> okay, that's basically... And, and as a pastor, I've had to get out of that because like, it's like sometimes people want to see 
Ryan and they need Ryan and you know they need my prayers and whatever else and 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 it's like sometimes you're in my house you know you're in my house <laughs> you know it's like oh yeah we have this open home and it's like go home <laughs> you know <laughs> you're gonna feel bad for coming to my house please don't it's okay it's okay I'll tell you if you need to go but You're all welcome. I've had to grow, is my point. I've had to grow. Because it's all good for me, Ryan Waters, to have this dream to plant a church and start this church in Bombay. But it's like if I'm not willing to grow in this area of my life and actually grow and understand that, hold on a second, it's not all about me. It's not all about what I want. It's not all about all the patterns that I have to keep in order to be successful. I'm very, I'm like, I'm like, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to, like, I drive Rachel crazy. And it's not all about that. Sometimes it's about those patterns just being broken. Because you're talking about people. And all of the funkiness that's attached to that, all of my own frustration and anger that I take out on Sometimes I'm Rachel or I'm others or whatever. It's like, I, I'm, I'm, as I'm really walking in life with people, all of a sudden I'm accountable to them. You know, as a pastor, I'm like, oh, Ryan's, look at Ryan, he, look what he's doing. You know, and it's the same for, it's not just about me. I'm just it's kind of using myself as an example. It's about all of us. Because there's no use me being Mr. Holy up here if we aren't. Because I want you to hear this. We, this. And this is the reason why. Okay? This is the reason why. It's because you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. So a spiritual house was meant to have something in it. Okay? And what's the next part say? To be a holy what? A holy? Thank you, Neil. Good. Holy priesthood. What does that mean? You ever been to a temple with a priest? <laughs> oh gosh, I've got to finish. I must finish. Okay, I'm going to finish in one minute. Please give me one more minute. You know, a priest is the person that, you know, ministers and does everything on behalf of a person. You know, now we only have one priest. The entire global church has one priest. You know what his name is? Okay, you're all smart people. I'm glad. His name is Jesus. Technically, I'm not a priest. Now, I know you look at me and say, oh, yes, you are. No, actually, I have a gifting that I have the gifting of a teacher and I have the gifting of a prophet. I think. I'm pretty sure because those are the two things that seem to come out. Okay? And those things are to build the church, but I ain't your priest. You have a priest in heaven, okay? But what we all are now, as we follow him, who is our leader, is we all become priests. Who for? Yes, for Jesus. But who, who do priests? One another. And who else? You work on behalf of those who are yet to come. Just like Jesus did. 
So when we got all of this stuff going on in our world, and we, we, you know, the priest would have to purify himself before he would go before the presence of God. Now, we don't have to do that like the rites of passage that they would take, the old Israelites, the old covenant. We don't have to do that anymore. But there is something that we need to make sure we are doing, and that is craving that pure spiritual milk, ridding ourselves of all the stuff, because God will begin to work through you as you get rid of all that stuff, and you'll find this is not something that you have to force and push. You'll find that people will begin to be, want to just be a part of what you're doing in your workplace. In your, in, your, in your creativity, in, 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 your, in your stuff, that you, everything that you touch, people will be like, there is something that you're different because you're a priest. Now, when we're all priests rather than big man of God, I, um, I, I said this last week, I'm going to say it again. Oh, no, I said it at this meeting I was at the other week uh, for a guy called Subi Samuel at this thing called Saturate, which is a, a unified unified kind of faith, uh, sorry, Christianity kind of event that I preached at. And I said, you know, we need to, in this city, get over this man of God syndrome. Where this man of God is, you know, on the podium and he's the big gifted one and everybody wants his prayers and his time and his this and that. I, I reject that. I reject it. You know why? Because there are people in this room who are way more gifted than me who I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to raise up because that's what the Bible tells me to do. The Bible just tells pastors, teachers to equip the saints for ministry. You know what our ministry is? Priests. Priests. So can I close with one more scripture? See, see Paul had this frustration and, and this was one of the things he wrote to the Ephesians. And I, I'm going to probably teach more out of the Ephesian book, maybe next week. He said this in Ephesians chapter 18, 1 verse 18. He said, I pray, I pray, this is what Paul used to pray for the church. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. I said his incomparably great power for us who What power are we talking about? What kind of power? What power? You're talking about power? You want power? This is the power. The power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, that every name that is invoked, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church churches in the Bible which is his body the church is whose body the head over everything for the church which is the body of Christ the fullness of him who fills everything in every way Paul prayed that people would begin to realize who they were and if he was still alive today, he's not. He died. 
but we have scripture, he would still be praying. I pray for C3 Mumbai. Let's stand. C3 Mumbai is a church in the heart of India's commercial capital, where a diverse group of people brought together to worship God and to pass on the hope of salvation by grace that we freely received. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram or tweet us on our handle at C3 Mumbai. Hey, it's Ryan here. If you enjoyed this message and you live in Mumbai, we would love to meet you in person. Why don't you come along 11.30 a.m. Studio 10 at Famous Studios in Mahalakshmi.